Amen. Come on, not time to sleep. Wake up your partner and tell him it's time for the word. Come on. Amen. Amen. I'm excited this morning. It's 2014. Amen. You ready for something that could change your life, completely rock your world today? Because I believe there's something that God has given us today that could completely rock your world and change, change this year, change you, change everything this year. This is a game changer, amen? amen. Hallelujah. I'm not going to say to get your Twitterers out because we're on a digital fast, amen? So you can tweet anything you want, but none of us going to read it anyway. <clears throat> I'm very encouraged to hear. I heard that I got one report that almost all the young adults of this church are on the digital fast and on the fast and reading devotionals. Is that not encouraging? Amen. You tell me that about the youth and I hit the floor. I, I don't know. That's coming. Amen. You ready for the quote? Come on. Ready? Lean in, lean in, lean in. Don't fall asleep. Lean in. Get the elbows out. Here's the quote this morning. Your current circumstances... Whoa. Yeah, thank you. Your... I miss her when she's not here. Your, your current circumstances never determine your ability to honor God. Instead, rather, they are instead your opportunities to honor him. Amen, that little. I'm encouraged by that. Thank you so much. I'm just excited today to be a child of God. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm like excited to be a Christian today. See, too often we, we, we take what we have for granted, right? Anybody here like me, we take, we, we are so blessed and we take it for granted. Is it just me that forgets every day that we, we, you know, how many get caught up in complaining and get caught up in the stuff you don't have and get caught up in the stuff that goes wrong, right? I tend to forget how blessed I am. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. We all have things to complain about. Say amen. We all, we all can put up our sad stories, right? We can battle each other. My story's sadder than you. I didn't have a father. My father did. We, we can all tell all kinds of sad stories, right? We can list our issues. We can talk about our shortcomings, our hard knocks, right? But listen to me this morning. If today, if you are still standing, as a matter of fact, stand up for this real quick. I'm sorry. Today, because, you know, it kind of fits. If you're still standing if we still have an opportunity to overcome, if we still have a chance to make a change, notice I'm playing with the words. This was not easy. If we still have the means to modify, if we still even have one day to make a difference or one moment to make it matter, then we are blessed. Amen? Amen. Sit down and tell somebody I'm blessed. Too often we focus on what we don't have instead of what we have. You can tell somebody today, you say, I'm blessed. I may be struggling, but I'm blessed. I may have made some mistakes last year, but I'm blessed still. 
I may have had to learn some hard lessons. I may be broke right now. <laughs> but I'm still blessed. Come on. Because I still have the ability and the opportunity to honor God. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. Come on. See, as a believer, as a, as a Christian, the Bible teaches us that when we trust in God, when we believe in the Son, when we stand on the gospel, that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. I mean, if we just rested on that one moment, we'd gonna be, we, we could leave. We'd get it. If we are understood that we are sealed, what, what does it mean when something is sealed? You know, you know when you buy a package and that thing is sealed? Especially the stuff that comes in that hard plastic, right, that you can't open for nothing, right? You need like an explosion to try to get that plastic open. I, that's how I like to think. I'm sealed. That joint ain't coming out. I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? That means that we stand righteous before God. That means that we are the righteousness of Christ. That means that the Spirit of God is in us. Listen to me. Nobody else, no other religion can say that. We don't follow Christ. We don't just serve Christ. We don't, we don't just worship Christ. We in Christ. We in this thing. We in it, right? We in Christ. Jesus said, if I'm the vine and you're the branches. If you abide in me, if you remain in me and I in you, you're going to bear fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Because what happens when we separate the branches from the vine? It, there's no nourishment. It's not, there's no connection. It can't eat. It can't drink. It can't be strengthened. Amen? <coughs> Y'all going to have to kick it up a little bit more for me today. Amen? Listen, I say all this because sometimes we forget who we are. I am a child of God, Romans 8.16. I am redeemed from the hand of the enemy, Psalm 107.2. I am forgiven, Colossians 1.13 and 14. I am saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2.18. I am justified, Romans 5.1. I am sanctified, 1 Corinthians 6.11. I am a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.7. And I'm led by the Spirit of God, Romans 8.14. I'm led by the Spirit. Anybody here led by the Spirit of God? So why every year we make New Year's resolutions? Listen, listen to this quote. Why do we make resolutions born from our regret that rely on our strength, making us responsible for the renewing of our righteousness? I love words. <laughs> I'll give it to you again then, I'm sorry. Why do we make resolutions born out of our regret that rely on our strength, making us responsible for the renewing of our righteousness? Amen? How many of you have already said it out loud or in your head or in your heart? This year, I swear, this year, I, I ain't doing that. Come on. Come on. Stop lying. At, at least make, stop lying. At least let's be honest this today. How many of you already said, this year I'm going to get this, and this year I'm not going to do that. This year I'm going to stop doing that. I swear. This year, I swear. How many of you swore? Come on. I pro promise to God, this year. Come on, y'all got Kardashians in you. Bible, this year. Bible. This year, I'm going to stop or start or, or whatever. Amen? <coughs> How many of you know 50% of all resolution makers? will fail by the end of January. 
I mean, I just made that number up, but still, right? It's, it's about right. 75%. By February, you won't even remember what you swore back in January. Amen? You're sitting there eating a the hamburger and fries in February, ain't even thinking that you said, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to do whatever next year. <laughs> 215, 2015, that's why I'm going to get it right. Right? Right? And we say that to a 69, right? We're at 72. I want to let you in on something today that I think is totally powerful. It is totally from God and it's totally for us right now, this moment, today. Amen? Anybody excited to find out what it is? Go stick around. In the next hour or two, I'm going to just give that thing to you, man. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. I want to talk to you today about the power of words in a message titled, My One Word. My one word. Now, let me set this up. Stick with me because I got to go fast, all right? Because I, I have three hours of stuff. I got to get it into an hour and a half. So, ready? Ready? We're going to go real quick. John 1, let me set this up. John 1 tells us, in the beginning was the what? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. So, he was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Okay. So, according to John, Genesis 1, the word was there, Right? Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? So Genesis 1, God was already there based on John 1 that tells us in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and nothing was made that has been made because it was made through the Word. All right, so we got that, right? So in Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then it says, now the earth was void and formless. That means there was no order. There was chaos. Anybody feel like that in your life right now? There's no order. There's chaos in my life. Well, Listen, God's going to change that today. Watch this. The rest of the chapter, God brings everything into order and implements his incredible design. Somebody say, how? how? You guys are awesome. You always ask the good questions. He, he brings everything into this in, with the power of his word. Listen, eight times we read in Genesis, eight times we read in Genesis the words, God said. Follow me, don't get lost, don't go fall asleep, tell everybody this is not the one to sleep through. Alright, listen, God said, let there be light, and it was so. God said, let there be a separation from the waters, and it was so. He said, let there be dry ground appear, and it was so. God said, let the land produce vegetation, and it was so. God said, let there be lights for night and day, and let it separate the time, and it was so. He said, let, the, let there produce vegetation, living creatures in the earth, on the land, everything. God said, and it was so. Then the last thing he said, he says, let us make man in our image, and it was so. Okay, so God spoke and it was so. The word caused the change. You following me? The word caused creation because words create. Words inspire. Words, I love words because words build up, but words can also destroy. Amen? So now, now remember, God said, let us make man in our image so we were created in the image of God. Somebody should be taking down notes because you're not going to remember all this. Amen? So, so, so listen, so now we read in Genesis 2.19, it says, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. How many of you know, say, that's a lot of animals. All the birds of the air and all the beasts of the field, right? And so and he said he created all of them and he brought them to the man. One man, Adam, he brought them to the man so that he would name them. I thought that one, ready? So, so whatever the man 
called, the word says, whatever, this is Genesis 2.19, whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. You follow me? So he gave man the power to call things what they should be. Oh, come on. Whatever man said it would be, it was. Whatever man, he didn't, he didn't prep Adam, he didn't give Adam samples, he didn't give him multiple choice. He said, I'm going to bring every animal, every bird, whatever you say that is, that's what it's going to be. Whoo! That means if Adam said a cow was a chicken, it would be a chicken. And we would say, chicken goes, move. But he said a chicken was going to be what we know as a chicken, right? And so we say a chicken goes, Yum, because, you know, it's delicious. We eat it. Anyway, doesn't matter. I, I went off. Sorry. So, so now, so, so we were created in, in, in his image. And now, now comes Jesus, the last Adam, right? We had the first Adam and the last Adam. And in Jesus, we continue to see the power of words. It's amazing if you follow this. Listen, to the man with leprosy in Mark 1, he said, be clean. And it was so. To the man with the evil spirit, he said, callate. Be quiet. Isate, come out. And it was so. To the, to the deaf man, he said, be open and let your tongue be loosed. And it was so. Amen. To the storm, he said, tate quieto. Be still. And it was so. He spoke to the fig tree and it withered. Can you imagine just walking up to a fig tree and say, I wanted a fig. You don't have a fig. Be cursed. He spoke and it was so. He, he taught the disciples the power of words. He said to them in Mark 11, <coughs> have faith in God. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to the mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and doesn't doubt in his heart but believes what he says, it will happen. It will be done for him. He said if anyone says Throw yourself to the mountain. A mountain is a picture of a hard, of a sin, of a hard situation, of a struggle, of, of things that we overcome, of a storm that we're in. If anyone says to the mountain, be thrown in the sea and believes in his heart, it will happen. So Jesus is saying, when we speak out in faith, our words have power. Even now, right? They, he's telling us now. He was telling the disciples. That's us. He was telling us, our, even now, our words have authority. So how do we get that kind of faith to speak those words of faith? That's a great question. Romans 10, 17 says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. So you understand, we get the faith to speak words of faith from hearing words of faith. Come on. If I fell asleep, we get the faith to speak words of faith by hearing words of faith. Why is it so important that we hear the word of God? Why is it? People say, oh, I could just stay home. I don't need to go to church. I got fellowship. I could pray. Yeah, you can. But it's important to hear the word of God. And I'm not talking about some televangelist asking you for $1,000 for 20 minutes and then saying, oh, Jesus is good. He died on the cross. I'm talking about the word. Amen. We need to hear the word of God. So, so we get the faith to speak words of faith by hearing words. So now listen, nowhere in scripture do we read of a time when God removed this ability from man. As a matter of fact, we have more scriptures that tell us about the power of our words. Right? Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's deep. If you love to spread nonsense and if you love to spread gossip, it's saying you're going to eat, that's what you're going to eat. If you love, we don't have time, that's a whole other message, but you, you, you get it. New Testament, Abraham, even Romans 4 tells us, talks about Abraham. Abraham called things that weren't as though they were. Power of our words, amen? When we tell a kid he's stupid, there's authority. Adam called things and he, God said they're going to be what you call them. You want to see your kid get stupider? <laughs> keep calling them stupid. You want to see them be slower? Keep calling them slow. Keep calling them unorganized. Keep calling them foolish. Keep saying, you're just like your father. You're just like your mother. And that's when, you know, your father's a bum and your mother's a whatever. Right? So we use that. I don't mean that as a good thing. We say that as a bad thing. You're just like your father. Your father's a bum. He left me when, you know, that whole, that whole thing, right? See, we have, we've, we, we have our youth out of control today, and we can't even blame them because we've taught them unproven theories in schools like evolution, and we, we've taught them that they have no purpose, they're born by accident, they have no meaning, and they came from animals. We teach our kids that in our schools. They came from animals. So no wonder we sag in our pants. We're just animals that, that, that are standing up a little bit. But we still can't get the pants all anyway, that's a whole nother. So so listen, so listen, we can't speak over a generation that they were born with no purpose, that they came from animals, and then get mad at them when they act like animals. We can't we can't do it. We can't do it. We can't tell him, you know, abstain from sex. No, I was came from an animal. What's an animal? When an animal's in heat, he's gonna jump on anything that stands still long enough. Isn't that our generation today? Anything stands still long enough, we're jumping on it. Doesn't matter the gender, doesn't matter. Uh oh. Don't go there. Don't go there. Watch it. You're gonna offend people. Listen, there's a promise in the things that we speak. Amen? Which brings me back full circle to the reason I started talking about words. Listen, our resolutions, they seldom work because they're based on the type of person we're tired of being instead of the person that God wants us to be. You have to get in your head today that God created you for something. Some of you sit there, man, your mother told you you was an accident. Your father told you you're never going to amount to nothing. Your father told you you were an accident. Your mother said she wished she never had you. Whatever, you could, you could give me all your sad stories. I'll play a violin for you. I'm sorry, but... Sometimes we got to grow up and accept. Amen? You can't, you can't sit here and be 45 years old and still be telling me about your 10-year-old stories. I, I don't mean to make it light. Those are hard things, I, and I don't mean to be insensitive. But there has to come a time where you stop saying, I'm, I'm not a good father because I didn't have a good father. Come on. You're just giving your son license to then say at 40, I don't, can't be a good father because I didn't have a good father. My father didn't have a good father. My father's father didn't. He was, no. I'm going to be a good father because God created me to be a good father. Amen. I'm going to be responsible because God created me to be responsible. I don't care what I've been through. Yeah, it was hard. I could, I could tell you a sad, sad stories, right? But for what? Grow up. Amen. All right. Sobate con Ben Gay un poquito. 
all right. Sometimes it hurts, but you got to hear it in church because in here, you, at least you know I love you. Amen? I'm, I'm talking to you from love. Amen? So listen, our, 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 our resolutions seldom work because they're based on the type of person we're tired of being instead of who God wants us to be. Usually our desire at the beginning of the year to change is fueled by regret. How many say, yeah, that's true. Amen? And regret usually holds us back and never propels us forward. You're focusing on the wrong thing. Amen? The problem, the bigger also problem with resolutions is that they can be broken. And if something can be broken, then you can never get any growth from it. Because it's broken. Right? So the moment you break it, it's broken. I said I was going to do this. I swore I wasn't going to do this again. I did it. It's broken. Now I can't grow. Now I got more regret. Next year I try harder. You, you understand? Resolutions are based on regret. What if our hopes for the year ahead, here's where it gets crazy, come on, centered instead of on a list of things that we want to change, what if we focused on one word that describes what God would want for our lives? Anybody interested? Listen, I set this all up to bring you this one challenge. Are you ready? Anybody ready for our, I'm talking about a real challenge. Listen, <laughs> I'm convinced and God showed me all I need is 12 people to accept this challenge and go with it. All I need is 12. The rest of you, have a good day. Go fly a kite. Amen? Jesus had 12 people change the world. We're still quoting what those 12 people said and did. So all we need is 12 to affect some crazy change that could change everything and change everyone around us, all right? So what if instead of some resolutions that we have already tried that we can rarely keep and that are only going to add more regret by this time next year, what if instead of a resolution we chose one word for the year? A word that God would use to shape our everyday life. One word. What if we chose one word that would embody the change that we would like to see for 2014? And so that would mean instead of focusing on a list, we're focused on one word. And we use that one word like a pair of glasses to see everything in our lives for an entire year. This is a big challenge because I'm not challenging you for today. I'm challenging you for 2014, for the year. Okay? So if you step up today, you're not stepping up for today. You're stepping up for a year. All right? So I'm giving you the weight of it because I don't want you to be emotional and do this out of emotion. I want you to want to do something today. Amen? So listen, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to pray. And I'm going to ask you to seek God for direction and ask God to give you one word for the entire year. You personally, one word. Listen, some of you think God, you say God doesn't speak to me. He's going to today. I, I totally believe it. I've prayed for it. I totally believe it. I stand on it today. He's going to speak to every one of you, each of you personally today, right now. Listen, you could go to, to myoneword.org when we leave here and learn more about this movement. There are churches all over the nation that do this every year, and this is something I'd like to add to our January every year and do this every year, once a year at the beginning. Amen? So right now, I want the worship team to come. Right now, as we enter into, into worship, we're going to worship for a little time. We're going to pray. We're going to seek God. And I'm going to ask you to come up 
I'm going to ask you to come up and grab a rock. Grab a rock and a pen as we pray. And when you're done, you're going to throw your rock into one of these baskets. By next week, I'm going to have a display built in the lobby. I'm going to remove that fountain and I'm going to have a display built in the lobby. It's going to say my one word. And these rocks are going to be on display so that every time you walk into this building, you're going to remember the word that you chose for the year. Amen? I brought this challenge this week to a group of our leaders earlier in the week. And I had them pick a word. And I'm going to share with you some of the words that they sent me. These are some of the words that the leadership in this church has chosen for this year. Somebody chose the word grow. And they said, because God, I believe God wants me to grow in every area of my life. He wants me to grow as a father. He wants me to grow as a minister. He wants me to grow as a, as a husband, as a friend. God wants me to grow spiritually, maturity. Somebody chose freedom. They said, I still have areas in my life where I need God to break free through. Somebody chose, this, this word was beautiful. Somebody chose the word still. And they said, because no matter what I'm going through, he's still God. And then they said, he's still the wonder-working, miracle-making God. And also because I need to be reminded that I need to be still and know that he's God. Somebody chose dedication. I need to commit myself to the Lord and what he has for me. I need to dedicate my, myself to the plans that he has for me as a father, as a husband, as a man of God. Somebody chose limitless. They said, this year I'm not going to put limits on God. Somebody chose completion. Because they said, this year I want to walk into completion with all the things that God has started with me. Amen. I want you to think about these words. Let these words kind of marinate in you as you're praying, listening and praying right now. Somebody chose delight. I'm going to delight in the Lord this year. Somebody says stand. I'm going to stand this year no matter what. Somebody chose prosper. I want to see God prosper me in every area of my life. Somebody chose harmony. I need to understand the harmony and rhythms of God. I want to live in His balance. Somebody chose balance. Somebody chose identity. Somebody chose fire. They said, I want the fire of God to carry me through the entire year and be in every area of my life. Somebody chose trust because I need to allow myself to trust again. And I need to know that I can trust in God and trust in those that God has put around me. You're going to pick a word today for one reason and God is going to blow that word up as we continue on during the year. And he's going to work on, you'll pick one word for one thing and you'll understand that that word will start to grow and that word will start to become something crazy in your life and it'll start to hit all kinds of areas. You thought it was just about this. God said, no, no, I want to deal with all of this. 
Listen, I'm praying right now that God is speaking to some of you right now. I'm going to throw out some more words. There's somebody in here who needs to choose surrender because you've been fighting against God. You've been resisting and God is saying, I want you this year to be surrendered to me. Somebody's going to choose release today. Reconciliation because you need to find reconciliation in your life. If you need help spelling it, I'll let you. I'll spell it for you. But I believe that's a word for somebody in here today. Somebody said, Recon God says reconciliation. Humility. Access. Grace. Stewardship. Integrity. Honesty. Present. Focus. Action sacrifice believe somebody says God says to one of you today that your word is now 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 you need to be in the now for some of you your word is very simple you could grab the smallest rock in here and just write go God is saying go push thrive together rebuild some of you, God is saying family, whatever that means to you, whatever that brings, choose, live life. Listen, in your bulletins, there's a, there's a section for notes. I want you to start writing some words down, some of those words that are resounding with you right now. Some of those words that God is showing you, either words I said or words you thought of when I first mentioned the one word. Start to write them down in those notes section. And we're going to ask God to impress one word on us today. You can take more time with this if you like, but don't let it pass you by. I want the entire church to do this. I've already asked the children's pastor to do it with your children. And so the, the children's pastor will be doing it. I don't know how they'll do it, but they're going to do it with your kids. Because I want your kids to choose a word because we want to train them up young. Amen? So if they can choose a word that God is going to use to, to build them up for the entire year, a word that you can use to build them and to encourage them and to hold them accountable. It's important that you tell somebody your word because you want somebody to hold you accountable. I want you to look at the words right now. Think about those words that are resounding you with you today and weigh each word with the implication that it might have on your life. And I want you to understand and be confident of this, Philippians 1.6, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I'm going to tell you my one word for the year. My one word is healthy. That's my desire, that's my purpose for this year, that's my goal, and my word, is, since I chose it, has taken on so much meaning. I'm pursuing physical health this year by exercising, by watching what I eat, by making better choices. I'm pursuing spiritual health this year by reading more, by, by studying more, by reading more books, by getting through, getting more scripture in me, by praying purposefully, by making better choices spiritually. I'm pursuing emotional health this year. 
by choosing who I let in, by choosing who I let speak into my heart. You know, it's important to have people speaking into your heart. Too many people, that's no bueno. Too few, that's not good either. So I'll be asking myself questions throughout this year, keeping this word before me. So when I make decisions or engage in activities, I'll use my word, healthy. I'll ask myself, is it healthy? This habit that I have, is it healthy for me? This way of thinking, is it healthy for me? Or, Or do I have to start to forgive? Do I have to start to let go of some things? Do I have to get past some things? Do I have to get over some things? Do I have to release some bitterness? Is this way of thinking healthy for me? Does this promote healthy relationships? I got to ask myself, the relationships that I build around me in my life, are they healthy for me? Is it healthy for me to build a relationship with a woman at my job? Is that healthy for me? A relationship with that person in school, is that healthy for me? As a, as a pastor, I have to ask myself, am I burning people out? Am I abusing? Am I manipulating them? Am I leaving people more healthy than when I found them? That's important to me. And so once you get your word, you're going to start looking up scripture with your word. So I came across these scriptures, Matthew 7, 18. It says, a healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit. <coughs> Nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Matthew 33 says, if you grow a healthy tree, you'll pick healthy fruit. The fruit tells you about the tree. And I love this one for me as a pastor. This one blew me away. James 3.18. These came after I chose the word. James 3.18. It says, you can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other. Oh, man. Of treating each other with dignity and honor. If that's not a word for me as a pastor, I don't know what is. So this year, my focus is a healthy me, a healthy church, a healthy family, a healthy team, a healthy bunch of leaders, a healthy body. Amen? It's no coincidence that's part of our mission statement, enjoying God, serving people, building healthy families. And so as we worship right now, I'm going to ask you to pray. And if you have your word... And you're sure that that's the word that you're hearing today from God. Don't, don't, you know, negate it to death. Don't test it a hundred. Don't wait three years till you get that right word. If God put a word on your heart, chances are that's the right word. Amen? Because we already asked God to speak. Matter of fact, right now, close your eyes, lift your hands, say, God, speak to me. Just, just start to pray right now. Say, God, speak. God, speak. I need a word for, for, from you today for this year. And just keep on, just keep on. You, you might, this might be the first time you pray. Just, just this, believe it or not, you're doing perfect praying right now. You're saying, God, speak to me. I want a word to write on that rock. I want a word to write on my heart. I want a word to write on my life. I want a word to live by this year. I want a word that you can, that I can be held accountable with. I want a word that you can use to change me. 
I want a word that you can use to transform me. I want to tell my friends my word. I want to tell my family my word. I want them to hold me accountable to this word this year. And so right now as we worship, you don't even have to wait till I finish. If you have your word, come grab a rock, grab a pen, and start to throw your finished words into these baskets.